Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are. Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and practicing attorney, Laura Kelly. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite pastimes, complaining. Complaining is a natural and normal part of human communication. Customer-facing institutions like hotels and restaurants even used to have complaint boxes on their front desks, although they have since been rebranded as suggestion boxes. In fact, it seems like a good portion of what goes for stand-up comedy is just cleverly worded complaints, and I'm not opposed to it. And trust me, I do my fair share of complaining. A British member of the Joyful Attorney team says that if competitive complaining was introduced as an Olympic sport, then his country would win gold every year. But truth be told, complaining, while normal and natural, tends to lead to increased negativity, less satisfaction, more anxiety, more hostility, and more toxicity. So let me say this from the outset. I have been known to complain. And if you've seen me recently, you know I have the haircut that says, I want to speak to the manager. I have also been known to ask for the manager. (laughs) The terrible customer service one typically receives in Miami has all but relieved me of this because speaking to the manager is now futile. But yeah, I have to work hard to complain less and with good reason. No one likes to be around a chronic complainer. And honestly, who really wants to be a Karen? It's not a good look, except for my haircut. Let's just acknowledge that complaining can feel good. Something terrible happens and you wanna share it. You wanna be validated and vindicated. Yes, that person is awful. Or yes, that situation is the worst. We want to vent, we want to express ourselves, but mostly we want to be right. And usually when we complain, the people around us don't really offer any constructive feedback regarding our complaint. Not that we wanted it anyway. Have you ever been brave enough to tell a friend that they are wrong in their complaint about something? And well, how did that go? So we complain, we get validated, we get to be right, dopamine is released, so we find more things to complain about. And the cycle repeats. This is how we find ourselves chronically complaining. And so what? Life is hard. Why not complain about it? Well, complaining is not a net neutral activity. This means it tends to take more from us than it gives, especially when we are chronic complainers. What is it like to live a life where nothing seems to go right and there is always something to complain about? Not great, right? It breeds more and more negativity and it doesn't actually accomplish anything real. External validation, and I hate to say it, is an illusion and a fleeting one at that. And complaining is not the same thing as taking wise action. Complaining by its nature is expressing frustration or annoyance at something that you can't really do anything about. Wise action means conveying information in a way that could lead to a resolution. I'm not saying that if the chicken you ordered at a restaurant is still clucking at you from the plate, you shouldn't say something, but it's about choosing those moments wisely and knowing the difference is empowering. So just this weekend, I find myself complaining about a major pet peeve of mine. 
my name being misspelled. My last name is Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, with two E's, and I'm fairly used to people misspelling my name with one E. Also, apparently some people cannot register that Kelly was a last name before it was a first name and call me Kelly rather than Laura a lot, especially in Miami. It's pretty annoying because it really chips away at my need for significance, and I get that. It really doesn't feel great to believe that you have made so little of an impression that people call you by the wrong name or chronically misspell your name. Again, this is my pet peeve. Back to my story. This weekend was my Girl Scouts bridging ceremony. I have been a Girl Scout leader for the past three years, and throughout this time, both my name and my daughter's names have been continuously misspelled. It's frustrating. But then I got a certificate from the city of Doral recognizing me as a volunteer. What is a certificate but external validation? I looked at it and there was the name Lauren Kelly and Kelly spelled with one E. Wow. One of the leaders for my troop had given that name to the city in writing. And maybe you're thinking, Lauren, that's pretty close. Yeah, it's close, but it's not my name. And please don't call me Lauren. So I find myself complaining about this both in my head and to other parents. Like, how disrespectful can you be to not know my name after three years? But you know what? It's all story. This person is also a busy volunteer. She's called me Lauren for three years and correction hasn't exactly worked, so it's not me. And it's just a certificate. And frankly, The hugs from my brownies are all the external validation that I really crave. So I toss the certificate in the recycling bin, of course. I don't want my daughter to lose that particular patch because of my actions. And yes, I have considered bringing it up to some of the leaders that it hurt my feelings. But ultimately, do I believe that action would serve the purpose of conveying information in a wise way? Not really. I can see how tightly wound up about it I am for a whole host of other issues bound up with local Girl Scout politics, and I recognize that my finger wagging about the spelling of my name would only be in service to propping up my own sense of ego and significance. And as I mentioned before, it's good practice to let the ego be diminished. So I'm practicing letting be. And I'm afraid I'm not someone who can let things go but I'm learning to be someone who can let it be. And what can you take away from this? Well, I invite you to check yourself. Where do you find yourself complaining? How does it serve you? What does the complaining part of you most need? Perhaps significance, perhaps certainty? What if you could let these perceived transgressions be? And the thing with complaining is it's like the movie, The Ring, which still haunts me, by the way. When we complain, we pass the negativity on to someone else. So we all get to suffer. When we can make the shift from complaint to wise action or letting be, we stop the cycle. And look, I'm not saying not to make a complaint. Convey information to those that can make change. Protest. Write letters make your voice heard. And if you really need to, talk to the manager. That is wise action. But should you find yourself complaining just to complain, 
question whether it serves you and serves others. I can guarantee you that if you reduce the amount of complaining and increase the amount of gratitude you practice, you will absolutely find more joy in your life. And if you'd like to practice finding more joy in your life, I invite you to check out my unique group coaching program called Joyful On Demand, designed specifically for legal professionals by me, an attorney. You can benefit from learning better time management techniques, setting boundaries, mindfulness, and so much more. The first month is absolutely free and you can cancel at any time. So there is nothing to lose and everything to gain. Learn more at www.thejoyfulattorney.com slash joyful on demand. Until next time, friends, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening. 